1: What's
2: going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Aj Salveson. I'm Brian Fenley, and I'm going to make it as dramatic as possible during my one-minute sports update using really stupid ways to describe a game. <laughs> oh. He's your favorite. <laughs> uh, I know who your favorite is. <laughs> who? Let's just say we get him live if you want. Oh. No, it's okay
1: uh yeah but as he did report, Astros are beating up on the athletics eight to five how many garbage
2: cans are in the dugout <laughs> Yankees and Rays later tonight is he getting buzzed inside the chest with the wire I'm serious a very busy day
1: tomorrow in the playoffs Marlins and Braves FS1 at noon yep Jay yep so I know what you're doing on your One lunch step hour.
2: forward To an NLCS appearance.
1: Astros, Athletics, uh, Game 2 for them. It'll be on TBS at about 2.30. Yankees, Rays, that'll be on TBS at about just after 6 o'clock. Game 2 in their series. And Game 1 between the Padres and the Dodgers on FS1, uh, just a little after 7.30 tomorrow
2: night. Dude, I really need to go get us a TV in here. I keep saying I will. I need to go do it. Because we can't be sitting here without a TV to watch these games. This is unacceptable.
1: I, You know what? If we put a TV in here, I would not have your concentration.
2: Yes, you would. You would be distracted like a little puppy. Well, if we're watching the Braves, yes. The Patriots. And you know what? And that's another thing. My Patriots are playing the hated Kansas City Chiefs and Mr. Cheeseburger Reed. And I had to stare at this freaking Rolling Stones pitch that's been up there since 1965. <laughs> that, that's... Monday
1: Night Football does start a little early today. Got a doubleheader.
2: You're not going to say anything about the damn poster that's been
1: up there since 1965. It's not that old. It's not that old. Uh, Patriots Chiefs starting now on CBS, which is uh, an odd location
2: for a Monday night. Well, it kind of happens when uh, uh, your starting quarterback tests positive for Corona, and here we are. Uh,
1: Falcons Packers later this evening, 7 o'clock on ESPN. So is uh,
2: is he going to be able to play? No, he's out. Brian he's Hoyer, out, isn't he? Brian Hoyer's starting. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. You know, yesterday with the sudden news of uh, Cam Newton, um, I spent no time with my fantasy football team. I took a leave of absence. Had my assistant coach work on it. Um. There's a reason we found out why he's my assistant coach. Because he sucks. Is that so, why you're zero three? Well, okay, You're no, well, no hold four? on. No, week one was an absolute epic collapse and a fluke of a loss. Week, So two, you just threw up your hands and like, I'm done? Well, no, hold on. Week two, okay, this isn't, I'm not Bill O'Brien. I'm going to try. I'm not going to just kill my team after two losses. All right, week two, we battled. We battled hard. We were in it until Sunday night. We lost. That happens in football. Week three, I was busy taking care of my Patriots, making sure they were going to be okay. Making sure that we're going to be able to play on... Because my Patriots are a bigger deal than my fantasy... The Michael Scott's tots. Okay, Michael Scott's tots are... They're fine. They'll figure it out. Maybe not. But, yeah. I left it to my assistant coach and he just sucks. (laughs) He's horrible. Never again am I letting him touch my team.
1: Uh, Okay.
2: It was Todd Lucarini. (laughs) Oh, okay. Explains Uh, everything. So, any real big surprises...
1: From uh, week four.
2: Oh, man. In uh, the NFL. So, you know, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but the way that Tom Brady went off with the Bucks against it, I mean, they were getting throttled by the Chargers 24-7, and then something snapped in Brady, and then all of a sudden, they're on a roll, and Brady throws for five touchdowns you know, by to the end of the game. Five different receivers. Yeah, five different receivers. And by the way, four of those were dimes. I mean, absolute money. Um, so I mean, so I wouldn't say a surprise. Uh, uh, the Cowboys are just an absolute crap show. You give up forty nine points, forty nine points to Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham, and you lose forty nine thirty eight. And Dak was what forty one to fifty eight for five hundred two, and you still like yeah, where's your defense? Yeah, yeah. That and that defense was supposed to be levied as one of the better in the NFC East, and. The NFC East has just proven to be the worst division, not only in football, but in sports.
1: Uh, You you talk about Tom Brady needing to come back to beat the Chargers. Drew Brees needed to do that for the Saints to beat the Lions. Uh, Lions consistently have these leads that they give up. That's like their story. Yeah. Uh, But at the same time, also, this New Orleans team has to keep battling back, and they're not putting themselves in great positions.
2: No, and they're going to get bit. You know, When you allow that to happen... Some point, someone's gonna get you. You know, well, it
1: already—it's already happened to them. They're only two and two.
2: Yeah, biggest hey, biggest upset of the night or day. I, Eagles, who are zero two on the on the year, uh, who lost a seventeen point lead, got embarrassed last week, come back and beat the Forty Nine ers 25-20. Honestly, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't start. Their backup quarterback gets hurt, so then here comes the third string. That's kind of where we were at. Um, but uh, yeah, bad but, loss for San Francisco.
1: Uh, and let's just. Quickly, the the standings. Can we talk about how bad the <laughs> NFC East is? I thought we just did. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles with only one loss, they lead their division.
2: Yeah, how crazy that tie ends up coming up to help them. So with only they one have that win. one. So now what? They're two two and one or one two and one?
1: They're one two and one. They're yeah, with one win. Excuse me, with one win, they lead the division. Washington's one and three. Dallas is one and three. The Giants are zero oh and four. Garbage. <laughs> oh, as man. bad as they are, though. I mean, how good is the AFC North? Uh, Pittsburgh is three and zero. Baltimore's three and one. Cleveland find themselves at three and one. Cincinnati's at one 1-2, and two, and one two and one. And they're kind of they're they're showing some upside.
2: Uh, this Thursday night's matchup. I know I'm looking at week five already, but Buccaneers and Bears at Chicago and Soldier Field. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a heck of a football game. I'm actually looking forward to that one a lot.
1: Uh, th- that Bears team is a team that just keeps kind of scratching and crawling and finding ways to win. Some yeah. of the times they've gotten a little luck on their side, mm-hmm. but uh,
2: they're 3-1 and one right now. Yeah, the last time they were in Chicago was 2010 at that snowy soldier field game where Tom Brady had himself a heyday. Um, so expect more of the same. Uh But man, there's, it's just it's crazy how somebody's bad. Like the Falcons are zero and three; they'll be zero and four after tonight after they lose to the Packers. Uh, How about the Bills? Wow, four and zero. Yeah, they get three and zero Titans next Sunday in Tennessee at Nissan Stadium. Josh
1: Allen has looked great.
2: Yeah, I, you know, and and people are saying, well, it's not MVP numbers. Excuse me, I don't think you expected him to be an MVP. This is MVP in Josh Allen's status. Not NFL MVP, but in Josh Allen's career status, this is MVP numbers. He's he's thrown for over uh, thirteen hundred yards, twelve touchdowns. uh, Just it's been spectacular so far.
1: Well, and that Buffalo defense has still been really good. Pretty good, not bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I know they had they nearly cost it last week or this past yesterday. Um, they nearly let it go. Uh, but again, I. Yeah, really impressed with uh, with the Bills thus far. Raiders and Chiefs will be an interesting one too. That's an Arrowhead, but uh, John Gruden and the Raiders they had a tough loss yesterday to the Bills. Um, See, so, you know that's a big division game over there.
1: Uh, you'd mentioned Bill O'Brien; uh, he was let go. Oh, he was fired today from Houston, Texas. Oh, I didn't
2: know that. Well, good
1: and uh, congratulations. This is Dan Orlovsky saying this is great news for Deshaun
2: Watson you never want to celebrate someone losing their job but at the end of the
0: day this is the best thing that could have happened to and for Deshaun Watson he decided to sign that long-term deal in Houston he's a phenomenal player he was going to be wasted under Bill O'Brien this is the best thing that could have happened for him they now get it
2: here's the thing I've never seen a coach turn a superstar into a mediocre quarterback. He turned Deshaun Watson from Deshaun Watson to like Tim Couch, Chris Sims, uh, Josh Rosen, Brian Hoyer, uh, Matt Schwab. Well, he took away a lot of his targets,
1: um, and- Steve Bono. <laughs> I but, but this is also a guy who had a twenty four nothing lead over Kansas City in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Made one questionable decision in the game, flipped upside down from there. And and really, and you I mean honestly, he has. He's taken a great talent like Deshaun Watson and has wasted him. Absolutely wasted him. Um and by the way, not only did he blow that 24-0 lead, but the Dolphins owned the 2021 first and second round picks. Of the same 0-1-4 Houston Texans from the Laramie Tunsil trade. So the Texans go all in and lose. And the Dolphins, who also got a 2019 first and fourth round pick that was used on starting uh, starting cornerback Noah Jean-Charles uh, and starting right guard Solomon Kinley, benefit from that. Dude, the Texans don't have a first-round pick in 2021, and they don't have a second-round pick in 2021 because of Bill O'Brien. That's always a risk that,
1: uh, that, that teams take when they say, you're going to be the head coach, but you're also going to be the general manager. And then he was also going to say, yeah, I'm also going to be your offensive coordinator. Mm, yeah, It's like, well, dude, you're just, no. Uh uh-uh. uh it's not working out. <laughs> you, you need a you need that balance. I know that there's a lot of um there's a desire by a lot of up and coming coaches, great coaches who say I want full control of what's going on on this football team. And on the surface it said it makes it seem like okay this maybe not such a bad idea cuz you have this idea of how you want to execute things and uh you want to make sure you have the guys that, that you believe in will work but at the same time you need somebody to to balance you someone to counter you and maybe they're going to fully agree with everything that you want to do but sometimes you can get so steeped and and myopic on what you want that you lose sight of the overall bigger picture of where things should go for the franchise and I think that's what really happened this offseason for Houston and it just got worse and worse as the season went on but only four games in is
2: that a little short no, no, because he's, he's had his opportunities. He traded DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick. Uh, or no, it's not a second-round pick. Uh, what was it? I don't care what the trade was for. But, and, and then you have the 24 nothing lead against the Chiefs, no reason to blow that, no reason to lose it, especially when you lose the lead in an entirety of 15 minutes in one quarter. Um, you, you've turned, like I said, Deshaun Watson into a Tampa Bay Buccaneers version of the early Steve Young. Um, you have consistently made your team worse with your bad decision as a coach. So, if
1: it was that the first shoe to drop for other coaches in the NFL who have struggled so far in the early season.
2: Oh man, that's a great question, Eric. Does uh, that now give other uh, teams shucks.
1: clearance to say, okay, four games in is enough? We can we can let go no, of
2: our guy. No, I mean again because we've seen where the proof of the pudding is, right? We've seen where it like where the mistakes have lied. And it's all been on Billy O'Brien. I don't think. now Dan Quinn's another one. Yeah, depending on what happens tonight. I mean, we're halfway at. I mean, honestly, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes from that front office on tonight. I mean, they're looking at the fact that they're going to lose. But how bad does that loss look, right? How bad do they get embarrassed by the Green Bay Packers? Or is it a close loss? They compete. Maybe we give them a you know, six, seven more weeks. Maybe even the end of the season but that's another coach whose who's seat's really burning hot. The other one is uh, Adam Gase of the and New York Mays. Jets. Can we're just I mean we're wasting time. We're wasting money. We're wasting the sideline. We're wasting space here. Why? That's a guy who should be gone after four games. It's an embarrassing performance and Sam Darnold deserves so much better than what he's getting right now. And, and this is more the, the New York Jets situation is more of a cumulative issue yeah, absolutely. than it has been with Houston. Oh my goodness, absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Adam hey, Gates has been bad.
1: Hey, uh, let's shift quickly just to high school sports. Oh yes, it's time, isn't it? It is 5.15, that means it's time to call out for our bread and butter play of the game from the Skyview Bobcats. They played Logan on Friday, Yep. and so if you were listening to the broadcast with Hurricane John Newbold and Rex Davis uh, at, at one point in the game, and in fact, they referenced it multiple times in the game. The bread and butter play of the game. If you can call right now and identify what that play was, we will give you four loaves of bread to the old grist mill. Here's the phone number to call if you know what that play was. 435-752-1069. Okay.
2: If you know what that bread and butter mention, play was. Do they need to mention, like, it all the, like the plays? Oh, I mean, the, do they need to mention all the details, I should say? Hurricane
1: John Newbold always provides us with great detail. <laughs> we will not require such okay
2: such I, precision I, when you call. I, yeah, I was gonna say when they call in. Okay, thank you. I, I about gave it away. Jeez. Yeah, four three five seven five two one zero six nine. Call in to give us the bread and butter play of the game with the Scabby Bodcaps, presented by Old Griss Mill, and you get four loaves, four free loaves of delicious Old Griss Mill bread. Yummy. Colin, we're going to take a quick time out here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll
1: update you on the scores of the other high school games. Uh, coming up at 5.30, a conversation with Utah State Athletic Director John Hartwell. Stay tuned for that coming up on the Full Court Press.
0: Oh, has a farm and a farm.
1: This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Why buy from Daryl's? We have a great selection of scratch and dent appliances at up to 50% off. Get interest-free financing, plus you always get Daryl's Outstanding Service with every appliance. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday.
0: See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. It's
3: about trust,
4: service, safety, the things that have always been at the center of everything we do. It's why at Valvoline Instant Oil Change, our certified technicians complete over 270 hours of training. It's why we provide quality service that's rated 4.6 out of 5 stars. And it's why you never have to leave the safety of your car. So when it's time for a change, we'll be right here, just like we've always been. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see, experts you can trust.
1: Now open at 695 North Main, Logan. The Logan Gift Show is now accepting applications for the 2020 show. This year's gift show is November 6th and 7th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. We would love to have your creative, unique, festive, and one-of-a-kind gift ideas. It's all about fun, style, and quality. Amazing food, demonstrations, ideas, and your business will help deliver a gift show to remember. Visit with thousands of people looking for gift ideas and fun holiday cheer. Go to logangiftshow.com.
3: That's
2: logangiftshow.com.
1: For details or call 752-1390 for more information. Sponsored by the Cash Valley
2: Media Group. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS.
4: Well, I was driving across town when my car got down, started lurching and trying to die. Well, luckily, there was a shop, and when it struggled to a stop, a nice fella met me right outside. I said, man, something's wrong. What the heck is going on? He said, i tell you this, I got no doubt. You just relax, and don't you worry. We can fix it in a hurry, because your car is what we're all about.
3: At Cash Valley Auto Care, all the experts are under one roof. So if it's not running right, chances are we can fix it.
1: Cash Valley Auto Care, behind Home Depot, on 200 East, 1175 North.
0: Look at Penny. She looks amazing. What's she done? Plastic surgery? <laughs> look at her smile. Why is she smiling like that? It doesn't look normal. What's her secret?
3: There's nothing wrong with Penny. Her husband went to Castalite. He built a beautiful new
0: outdoor patio with pavers, wall block, and a cozy little fire pit. He chose from a huge selection of pavers and got expert help for a do-it-yourselfer. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and
3: tile needs, go where the pros go. Castalight.com.
1: This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. Our team is looking forward to offering your family a friendly and compassionate option in Northern Utah. This community has given me so much as I've graduated from Utah State, started my family, and found my passion as a funeral director here in Cache Valley. I am extremely blessed to serve you and give back as a funeral director at White Pine Funeral Services. Google us at White Pine Funerals and watch for our grand opening in October. White Pine Funeral Services, only the best.
0: Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: Congratulations to Larry Olson. He correctly identified the old gristmill bread and butter play of the game. From Skyview's game against the Logan Grizzlies, Skyview wins the game forty-two to eleven. But it was kind of a close contest early on. Uh, at one point, Skyview was leading seven to three in the first half, and they forced a punt with about a minute and a half to go. They started a drive on their own thirty, and then these—it was kind of a series of plays here that were the bread and butter play of the game. It was three plays, thirty-four seconds. Uh, a 32-yard pass, touchdown pass to a Titan Saxton. Excuse me, it was a a 32-yard pass to Titan Saxton. Then a 36-yard touchdown pass to Stan Thatcher, and then Carlson scored on a two-yard touchdown run. Uh, that gave them the lead, 14 to three. So uh, a big series, bang, 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 gives uh, Skyview the, the the a little bit more cushion and they took care of uh, Logan, forty-two, eleven.
2: 11 on hey, Friday. Really quickly, I know we got you John Hartwell at 5.30. Uh, Jeff Grammer of uh, the New Mexico beat writer uh, has uh, spoken, and he said you, New Mexico was cleared Saturday. Where he's doing full contact football practice and met criteria of four PG COVID-safe practices for intercollegiate sports document reviewed by Journal Today. Uh, includes three times a week tests, Travel guidelines for UNM and visiting teams, and a pledge, quote unquote, for on-off campus behavior. Um, they all must meet requirements, or uh, they will not have football. So, there you go. Okay, good for uh, New you know, Mexico. New Mexico, yeah, there was a lot of questions big. about that, that team. That's really big, actually, from New Mexico. Good Based to hear. On their situation.
1: Uh, all right, so it was a busy Friday fo- uh, football Friday night, and um, as we mentioned, Skyview. Took care of business against Logan, 42-11. A really close game. We thought it was going to be an interesting one. Could be a close one between Ridgeline and Green Canyon, and it did not disappoint. Uh, Ridgeline comes out to victors, 35-28. to Close contest there. Uh, Bear River beating up on Mountain Crest, 21-0. Uh, the Mountain Crest squad is kind of struggling to find their offense. Ajay, uh, you had a chance to go call that game uh, last Friday. You and Matt Adams, or Matty Ice.
2: Yeah. Is that what you called him? Uh, that's what I call him, Matty, Matty Ice. Ice. Uh, man, it's bad. It's so bad. It's just like, I mean, they get within the red zone. They get to the five. They're only down seven at this point, Eric. Uh, they, you know, press the rules to his left, has a wide-open Elijah Jackson and skips him and goes to the back of the end zone. Uh, pass falls incomplete. Next play. Uh, goes to the right side and throws a pick in triple coverage that should have never, ever been thrown and gets picked off. Um, they've had their opportunities. Like Honestly, they've had their chances to score, put points on the board, create some momentum, and they just continually, and this has been a theme for the last two years, get in their own way. Whether it's, and, and it's not just players, it's coaching too. That it's also a problem on the sideline
1: uh box elder continues to they've flipped the switch yeah, at some no point kidding. in the season they have won four straight uh they are undefeated in their region play however they've got a big showdown at bonneville this week bonneville's seven and one overall four and oh in region play it's going to be a tough contest for the bees but box elder gets past woods cross 20 to 17 uh the rich enterprise game got canceled oh uh don't have a I don't know if there was an outbreak in one of those schools, and that's why, but that game did not take place. Uh, Sugar Salem beat Preston thirty-four to twenty-two. Aberdeen beating Malad thirty-eight to twenty-eight. West Side continues their winning streak; they have not lost in a few years. Aj, they beat Soda Springs sixty-two
2: to sixteen. Yeah, they're in dire need of a bye week, aren't they?
1: <laughs> so, uh, the preps pick'em contest after all those scores were all tabulated. And determined, Gregory Barton had the highest score and won our uh, Preps Pick'em Contest for the week. And he wins a $100 gift card to Aquatech Car Wash. And uh, next week, this week, this Friday, it's a $100 gift card to McDonald's on the line for whomever comes out on top. So appreciate Logo Shop for making that contest possible. You can go to our website, 1069thefan.com. See the, cl- the link to get registered to make your picks don't forget, there are Thursday games this week. Or at least there is one Thursday game. So be advised, don't wait too late to get your picks in. But after all those games were done, Skyview still remains number one in the RPI. Ridgeline actually moves back up to number three. Uh, and then Green Canyon is number 10, Bear River 11, Logan 15, and Mountain Crest is at 18 in the latest RPI rankings for 4A. Box Elder is at 14 in their rankings. So we'll get uh, more details about those games coming up uh, later on in the week with some of the previews, who's playing where and what's on the line for this week. But uh, coming up next, we're going to do this. We're going to call a timeout here on the Full Court Press. And coming up next, conversation with John Hartwell, uh, Athletic Director for Utah State University. We now know that the... Mountain West Conference schedule is set for football. Still, some details that could be changed as far as broadcast windows, and a, a game might move to a Friday or a Thursday, might not actually happen on a Saturday. But uh, do we know if Utah State's going to allow fans? What does the basketball situation look like? I want to ask about that because uh, that's been announced now for a couple of weeks, but we still haven't seen the schedule for the Mountain West or non conference. So uh, how much much closer are we to that being revealed? So a few little things we want to find out about Utah State Athletics that will be coming up, um, and uh, we'll have a conversation with Utah State Athletic Director John Hartwell uh, coming up next here on the Full Court Press.
0: Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lynn's audio video in the Preps Pick'em Contest, presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the grand prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. New Horizons Beauty College loves having USU students in town. In fact, they offer 15% student discounts Tuesday through Thursday. They also offer senior and military discounts. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in Logan.
3: We all believe our team is the best. Whether you're a bobcat, a wolf, a grizzly, a Mustang, or a riverhawk, we can all agree on one thing. Les Olson Company is the best choice for your office technology needs. So if you need to copy it, print it, scan it, or network it, Les Olson Company is there for all of your office technology needs. Just Les Olsen it. Visit lesolsonit.com today.
0: Les Olsen Company. Vehicle tires can be expensive. Express Tire is now located at Express Auto. And we say yes to great prices on new and used tires. That's right, we sell new and used tires. Save hundreds, guaranteed. Express Tire, now located at Express Auto. 3200 North Main, North Logan. Express says yes.
4: Roof Max by Quality Pace Roofing is a quick, easy, and affordable alternative to a complicated, expensive, and life-disrupting asphalt roof replacement. Homes and businesses may need roof help going into the winter months. Call 757-9642 and let Quality Pace Roofing see if Roof Max can save you thousands. A simple nationally recognized and approved asphalt shingle rejuvenation process, extending the life of your roof up to 15 years beyond the warranty. Never before has there been a product that can extend the life of your asphalt shingle roof until roof max by Quality Pace Roofing. Google Quality Pace Roofing or call 757-9642.
0: It's time to shake things up at breakfast. You could have the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Or you could bite into the sweet taste of maple in griddle cakes and a spicy McChicken fillet, the hot and spicy Chicken McGriddles. Mm. Or the hot and spicy McChicken Biscuit, a baked buttermilk biscuit brushed with real butter with the same flavorful chicken fillet. Mm-hmm. Get two of the same or one of each for three bucks. And add any size premium roast coffee for a dollar.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal.
4: Welcome to Firehouse. Firehouse Pizzeria, now open for dine-in and curbside pickup. Firehouse Pizzeria is Cache Valley's best pizza and dessert. Enjoy that famous stone-fired pizza, pastas, sandwiches, salads, plus mouth-watering fizukes. You know, the perfect warm cookie covered in ice cream, a treat everyone loves. Pizzas, pastas, sandwiches, salads, and more. Experience the stone at Logan's Best Pizza and Pasta, Firehouse Pizzeria. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the premier ear, nose, and throat clinic in northern Utah is open inside the Cache Valley Hospital and a new location in Providence next to the Bank of Utah. Social distancing guidelines apply, and you can be assured each office is clean and safe. All services are now available at the Allergy Clinic, Hearing Clinic, and Ear, Nose, and Throat offices. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Please call 753-7880 for telehealth conference calls. Stay safe from your health professionals at the Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat
0: Clinic. Clinic. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
1: Eric and Ajay Salveson, full court press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM streaming online, 1069thefan.com. And uh boy, it's been, you know, kind of exciting. Utah State football is scrimmaging. We've seen a schedule of games that, that could happen that are supposed to happen. What do you mean kind of? It's been very well, it's been very exciting. There we go. <laughs> to see these developments. Uh, we got news that basketball could start as early as November twenty fifth. And so there's a lot of good development happening with Utah State Athletics. And to join us, to give us a little bit more insight about the process of what's gone on behind the scenes and what we might still get to hear more about, John Hartwell. He's the director of athletics for Utah State University, and he joins us now in the Full Court Press. Uh, John, thanks for your time tonight.
3: Absolutely. How are you guys doing?
2: Good, Mr. Hartwell. Good to have you on.
1: We're doing good. I guess for first of all the let's start with the most recent first and that is that uh, the Mountain West announced conference games will begin October 24th. they'll run eight weeks consecutively. We now know that Utah State will have a schedule. They'll play teams and then within the Mountain West um, and uh, then there's a chance for a conference title game. Uh, from your perspective, how involved were you with those conversations to develop that that schedule for Utah State Football?
3: Yeah, I mean, we literally have been meeting daily as ADs for about the last three weeks. In fact, I just got off a call a few minutes ago. Uh, so, so yeah, it was a collective effort uh, amongst all of our athletic directors and, you know, trying to uh, come up with as equitable of a schedule as we could. You know, ours uh, ended up staying – exactly the same as it would have been uh, in the regular season and in, in terms of conference opponents and whether they were home or away. So that, that just kind of worked out. And, uh, you know, the, the couple of uh, holes in the schedule or, or challenges, if you will, were, you know, Air Force already had previously scheduled, obviously the game they just played against Navy this past Saturday. And then, army on November 7th. So with an even number of teams in the league, uh, that obviously put somebody out there. Um, and you know, it worked out where Boise and BYU were actually already scheduled to play in, in the original schedule were scheduled to play on November 7th. Uh, so, so that game came to fruition and then, uh, you know, air force, uh, after having, uh, again, played uh, Navy already, and they're going to play Army. So uh, they they were not able to play any more than eight games because they've got a, uh, a regulation regarding their exams. So that, that created an opening on uh, on the 12th of December as well, and it, it turned out where San Diego State had to be on the road that day. Um, so uh, they... And they were scheduled to play BYU too, so they took that date. So it so it ends up where, you know, all the teams have the opportunity to play eight games, as you guys were alluding to. Uh, those games are scheduled, and uh, we're all going to have the power of positive thinking and, and hope that uh, none of the Mountain West games get uh, postponed. But uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll go with the eight game schedule we've got right now. You know, straight through, as you mentioned, no bye weeks eight weeks starting uh, the 24th and going through the 12th of December uh, with the conference championship game to be played on the 19th of December.
1: Now, You've uh, explained why uh, Boise State and San Diego State were able to still get BYU on their schedules. I know there's a lot of Aggie fans wondering, why didn't Utah State get a chance to have BYU on their schedule?
3: Yeah, it it worked out where, again, uh, San Diego State had to be away that weekend, and it just didn't work out for us. Uh, the other key there is uh, that earlier date, the one in November uh, was, uh, you know, that was already scheduled uh, for, for Boise to host BYU. And that's important for us as a league, because obviously if it's a home game for a Mountain West uh, school, the Mountain West retains that tele- television revenue. It's part of our TV uh, contract. Whereas if a game's at BYU, it's you know it's part of their ESPN contract. So trying to get uh, the game, you know, it's more advantageous for us at the end of the day uh, for Boise to have that home game.
2: Hey, I know they're in the Mount West release. They talked about the possibility of having Thursday Friday games. Have you heard anything further on that? And if we will be having any Thursday Friday games?
3: They're working through those right now. Um, You know, we should know by Wednesday or Thursday most of those. And and I would just say it's probably a good bet, and who knows whether home or away or maybe one or so of each, uh, that that we could have such games because here's the deal. So um, there are 46 games in the Mountain West inventory. So uh, eight weeks of games times six weeks. Uh, that's 48 games minus the two that we talked about. Uh, Air forces at uh, Air forces at Army, so that game is not in the Mountain West inventory, nor is the San Diego State at BYU game in there. So 46 games. The first week's games, those will all be Saturday games because by NCAA regulation. Everybody had to have 29 practice days from the announcement being made by the league. So that weekend of October 24th, we can't have any Thursday or Friday games. So you subtract those six, that leaves you an inventory of 40 games. Out of those 40 games remaining, I believe 18 of those will either be Thursday or Friday night games, so almost half of them. So uh, there's a pretty good uh, chance that, that we may well have, a Thursday or Friday night game, but uh, like I said, hopefully we'll have that information uh, by Wednesday or Thursday of this week.
1: Also in the Mountain West release, they said there's a possibility of fans, but it's up to local health regulations, local health, you know, whatever's going on currently with the coronavirus. W- what contingency plans have you put in place, and will the fans be allowed possibly at games at Utah State?
3: Yeah, so let let me answer the question up front and say, yes, we are going to have fans. Uh, As of today, we are one of only four schools in the Mountain West that are going to have fans at all. Uh, Wyoming's plan is to have uh, just under 7,000. UNLV playing in the Raiders' new stadium there. Their plan is to have uh, 6,500 and uh University of Nevada at Reno's plan is to have twenty two hundred. Uh for us, uh and and in fact uh our uh our plan was laid out today to our COVID uh task force risk committee today. Um and, and we're moving forward hopefully tomorrow uh with looking at a at a total capacity of uh of about 5,500. So um, once we get that go-ahead, we kind of have uh, that mapped out. And, and again, uh, got to have the social distancing, got to have masks to come in. Um, so uh, we, as I know, we, we've got a lot of listeners out there. Um, you know, we, we will uh, provide that information of, of how that impacts uh, current season ticket holders uh, here in, in the coming days this week.
2: Mr. Hartwell, how about the basketball schedule? Do we have any further information of when that could be released? And, and uh, will we have any home games? And I get the same question of will we have fans at the Spectrum?
3: Yeah, so, so good question, Zajay. Uh, we, again, from, from the information we got on our uh, Mountain West 80s call this afternoon, should have both a men's and women's uh, basketball schedule as it relates to the league schedule uh, here before the end of the week. Um we we do have some non conference things we're trying to finalize. As I think you guys had mentioned, uh the NCA moved back the start of uh the starting date of competition, uh about fifteen days from November the tenth to November twenty-fifth. So there are some things that we are reshuffling in there amongst those on the men's side. Um, you know, was uh was the ESPN-hosted tournament in, in Myrtle Beach, which has now, uh, now been pushed back in dates, and it's actually being totally redone. Looks like uh, we will end up going to Orlando to play in a bubble there. ESPN is conv- combining several of their events there, so still trying to work through the dates there. Um, as you guys may have known, you know, we were scheduled to have – BYU at home on December 5th, St. Mary's at home on December 12th, still working on, you know, it's it's a pretty intricate puzzle, trying to salvage as many of those non-conference games as we can uh, after having 15 days chopped off the schedule. So trying to put those pieces together, but we sh- should have, um, you know, pretty good indication uh, by the end of the week on, on all of that and release you know, the information that we can. Again, uh, the basketball schedule, just like the football schedule, is subject to TV dates, so uh, the base schedule that will come out uh, will be uh, a Tuesday-Friday format for men's basketball, uh, but that's before any of the TV picks are done, and, and I have a feeling quite a few of our games will be picked for TV, so those – Those may have uh, some dates moved there as well. And and to the final part of your question there, yes, we will have fans in the spectrum uh, still trying to work through those numbers. A little more restrictive uh, because obviously uh, the the risk of spread uh, of the virus is is, uh, higher in enclosed or indoor facilities than it is outdoor. We're just trying to see what that number is. And the other component there is you know, with uh, with basically class going online at Utah State after uh, Thanksgiving break. You know, a large portion of our students won't be on campus from uh, Friday, November. I think it's the twentieth, uh, somewhere in there. Friday, November twentieth, uh, all the way up uh, until. January 19th, which is the day after Martin Luther King Day. So you've got almost two months without students on campus. And so we're trying to figure out uh, how we account for that to try again, uh, trying to, to let as many fans in as we can, as many of our season ticket holders as we can. But, but quite frankly, this is going to be an unusual year where, uh, where, you know, we, we can't have, uh, you know, 10,300 people in their capacity of the spectrum. And and quite frankly, you know, our, our number may be down somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 10 to 15 to 20% of that in an indoor building. So we're trying to, trying to work through that as well.
2: Uh, in regards of the fans, have you guys found a way to prioritize of which people will be allowed to attend the games or how many students will be allowed to attend the games or how have you guys figured that out? Are you still working on it?
3: Yeah, we're, we're close on that and, and obviously uh, the students and the herd are such a home field and home court advantage for us in football and basketball trying to accommodate as many of them as we can. But again, it's it's percentages, uh, you know, uh, only a fraction of, of what our full capacity is that's going to be allowed uh, due to COVID-19 restrictions. So uh, you know, uh, we're, we're trying to get as many people in there as we can. And I'll say this, um, from a basketball perspective, you know, we're hopeful that whatever our beginning percentage or number is can grow uh, some during the, during the course of the year if the number of uh, infections and rate of infections decreases in, in uh, Cache Valley and the Bear River Health District. Uh, But all of that's contingent, you know, and and obviously here the last uh, week or so, it hasn't been trending in a very positive direction. But again, I will say this, even having some fans for us is going to be uh, far better than the vast majority of the people in our league because as of right now, you know, eight of the 12 institutions as it relates to football aren't going to have any fans at all.
1: Yeah, no kidding. So it's a... Right now, Utah State seems to be in a good position where they can move in that direction. Um, the Mountain West announced that they would have testing available for their member institutions. Uh, how has testing been going so far? Uh, and how many positive tests has Utah State experienced so far this athletic academic season?
3: Yeah. So all the testing we've been doing so far has has been at the institutional level. Um, and, and we, you know, we started testing all the way back uh, early June when our student athletes, uh, in particular football, uh, started coming back. So you're really talking, uh, you know, uh, four months worth of testing now, four plus months worth of testing. And, and in total, our number of, of positives uh, uh, are somewhere right around 60. Now that includes all student athletes across all sports and some of our coaching, uh, coaching staff and staff members as well. Uh, so, you know, Mike Williams and, and his staff and our training room have done an outstanding job as have, uh, you know, our team doctors very involved in it and working in close uh, coordination with the Bear River Health District and, and then also the folks on campus. Now, as it relates to specifically football testing uh, the number of tests per week is going to ramp up starting next week. And all of our football testing is going to be done uh, through a contract that the Mountain West Conference has with a third party. Uh, so every school will have the same company, a company out of Texas coming in doing the testing, uh, and that will start next week, next Monday for football. Uh, those tests uh, will be three times a week um, All the way through the season, uh, we had hoped that those were going to be antigen tests uh, right off the the bat. But uh, it looks like uh, due to supply and and due to, um, you know, uh, the the accuracy of the test uh, for the first two weeks, those are going to be PCR tests, um, you know, for our student-athletes. And and that's more than our student-athletes. We will have uh, kind of our inner bubble, if you will, people who have day-to-day contact uh, with our football team. So, you know, in addition to roughly 110 student athletes, you've got a coaching staff, you've got trainers, you've got managers, uh, you've got all the video people, all of those people who have daily contact uh, with our football program, uh, which is about 165 to 170 individuals. So they will all be tested three times a week, uh you know depending on the date of our game if we have uh, you know on a typical saturday game there will be friday test and uh you know if, if there's a positive in those friday tests uh that individual or those individuals uh won't travel won't won't make the trip uh for that game so uh, again uh unusual circumstances different than we've ever experienced before uh but a, but a lot of positive movement and uh you know, the thing is, if, if we were to have, you know, two or three or four uh, positives or, or guys who miss games, you know, other, other schools are having those same, same things. So, um, you know, we, we will just work through it. And, and again, the, the decision to play um, was not uh, done to return to play. uh was, was done after careful consideration of student-athlete safety and welfare. And, and ultimately, that's that's going to be our number one priority. Uh, yes, our, our kids and our coaching staff are excited to play games, but, but again, uh, we're going to make sure that uh, student-athlete welfare and safety are, are taken care of first and foremost.
2: Mr. John Hartwell, athletic director for Utah State Athletics, joins us here on the full-court press. Uh, Mr. Hartwell, final question from me. How big of a decision or how big was it that the Mountain West Conference had told you guys that, hey – uh, with the testing, we're gonna pay for everything, uh, and I mean, I just can't imagine the relief of costs that that put on for you guys as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, it it helps because obviously we're we're all under financial constraints, uh, and, and and quite frankly, some of our schools in our league are in better shape than others, and and the good news is we're we're on the better end of that. Uh, but yeah, the league covering it, and you know. I, I say the league covering it. We're very grateful for that. But it's coming out of the reserves for our league that, that at the end of the day, um, you know, the, the conference members uh, all share that anyway. So, uh, so yeah, there, it's kind of a little bit of a play on words, but uh, it's coming out of reserve, So, obviously, it, it helps uh, that, that those expenses don't have to come out of our current operating budgets.
1: With well, John Hartwell, uh, we appreciate your time tonight. I know it's a really crazy time. I know that you and your staff, Jerry Bovee, you guys are uh, putting in a lot of long hours trying to piece this all together. Appreciate your time, and uh, we look forward to finding out about basketball schedules when those get released. Hopefully we hear something later this week.
3: Yeah, absolutely, guys, and and again, you know, it, it's been a challenging last seven months, and, and we're going to continue to have challenges, but, but just the optimism and excitement You know, amongst our our football student athletes and, you know, that trickling over to our student body as a whole and our, you know, there's a little bit of a buzz on campus now about it and and through our fan base. And I'm sure throughout Cache Valley that's, uh, you know, we're really excited about and uh, look forward to the challenges of of opening at Boise here in, in a little less than three weeks.
2: Hey, Mr. Hartwell. Really quickly, and I apologize. This is so unprofessional, but you guys have a Give Day. I believe it's on October eighth. Can you talk a little bit yeah. about that and what that's going to mean for the athletics and how the community can help out?
3: Hey, Ajay, we're going to have to bring you on as a consultant to our uh, to our development staff. Yeah, that I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, this is really a, a campus wide initiative on uh, on October the eighth, uh, a day of giving for for Aggies, and you know. Uh, there, there's no amount too little uh, and no amount too big. So we're, we're just asking people and, and understanding that, you know, many people have, have suffered financial hardships through, through the COVID-19 pandemic. But, uh, you know, anybody that has the ability to, to give a gift uh, to, to Utah State University and, yeah, certainly we would love to see it designated towards athletics, But but giving – across the university uh, to to help you know all of the great things that are going on at our great university you know um, whether it's the academic programs the arts things going on with you know uh, our band and cheer uh, campus-wide our our you know extension programs all of those things you know uh, could could use people's support out there so anybody listening who has an interest in giving? We we would love to see you get involved in that day of giving on October the eighth. Thank
2: you, Mr. Hartwell.
3: Appreciate your time, guys. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, okay, thanks, John. Uh, John Hartwell, director of athletics for Utah State University. Uh, breaking news with us here today about uh, I guess he's done <laughs> about how many fans may be able to attend games at Utah State. Yeah,
2: around fifty five hundred for football. Numbers still being discussed for basketball, and they're still discussing the prioritization of how. They're going to allow fans, you know, to to be a part of the game and so on and so forth. Uh, really quickly, and forgive me because we were in the middle of kind of a, a quick conversation um, and in regards to time and how much time we had with Mr. Hartwell. What did he say about the whole basketball schedule? I know they're going to Orlando.
1: Yeah, uh, he did say that uh, there are some good non-conference teams coming here, but I don't Remember the dates because you and I were talking to each well, other. Yeah, we're, we that. weren't
2: being like unprofessional, I swear. We were just trying to we make turned sure turned our like, mics off. We're yeah, talking to each other so and we re- could make sure we had the, we didn't too time. And all, all sudden, you said so and, and, Oh,
1: so we'll go back and find yeah, that. Yeah, we'll go back. <laughs> 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 it's full court Shoot. press here on 1069 The Fan.
3: Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Be our guest October 15th, the third Thursday at 7 p.m. Come learn about Medicare and Social Security. Planning ahead will give you the confidence you need to make these important decisions. Come see us October 15th at 7 p.m. at our office by the North Walmart. Call 752-9493. The seminar is free. The information is extremely valuable. Call 752-9493
0: to RSVP as seating is limited. They're celebrating
3: 30 years at The Logo Shop. They logo everything from pens and water bottles to travel bags and coolers. It's also the season to get your order in for the holidays. The Logo Shop will custom screen print or embroider your logo on
0: shirts, jackets, and other outerwear. You can even browse their inventory and get price quote online at WeLogoStuff.com. The Logo Shop. The Logo Stuff. The Logo Shop. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the full court press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan.
2: Eric France and Ajay Salveson, appreciate I, John Hartwell for all the time that he gave us. If I lost and I mentioned that to you, I'm going to be really upset. Okay.
1: <laughs> Pick six. We haven't done this yet. So it's a way to recap the weekend that was. Um, and by the way, we will... We'll recap a few things tomorrow, what John Hartwell said, because there was a lot to unpack there. So we'll get to that tomorrow. Stay tuned to tomorrow's show. Uh, First pick six, uh, TCU at Texas. Texas by 17.5. It was actually TCU who won. I took the under. You took the over, so I got that right. KJ Costello passing yards versus Arkansas. We set the line at 495.5. Filling it. Which was significantly less than he had the week before, but he only threw 313 yards. You took the under on that one, so you got that correct. So we're tied at one. We're tied at one. Ridgeline at Green Canyon. Ridgeline by seven and a half. Turns out it was seven. We both took the over. Uh, Alabama versus Texas A and M. Alabama fifty-two. Texas A and M twenty-four. The line was set at Alabama by seventeen and a half. You took the over, so you got that correct. So now you're up two to one. Trevor Lawrence passing yards versus Virginia. Set the, line at 300, or me, set the line at 375 and a half. What the fetch? He threw for 329. Oh, jeez. We both took the under. So you're now three. I've got two. It comes down to this. Who wins game two between the Cubs and the Marlins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the Marlins.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs>
1: so Aj <Ajay> wins. <laughs> Four to two. All right. Tiebreaker didn't matter. Turns out you won that one. Oh, man. Feels good to be king
2: again. (laughs) Hey, uh, 9835, so UNLV is going to have fans at the new stadium, but Raiders cannot. That'll be fun to watch and see. Let's hope we get that far.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's an interesting point. So, the Las Vegas Raiders have said, we will not have fans, but UNLV can say they will? That's apparently how they shared the agreement.